Yo, 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 Muddy Waters Podcast. <laughs> this your boy Shaq Sims, and I'm here right now with Tattoo Extraordinaire. Yes, sir. Homie, man. You know, seen this dude come up, man, for real, man. Came from the bottom. For, for sure, for sure, man. I'm here with Angelo Tucker, aka A Lo. What's up, bro? What's going on, man? What's going on with you, bro? Man, chilling, man. Just getting to it, man. Just handling that business. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You getting to it for sure, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you haven't been home that long either, bro. Yes, yes, yes. That's the beauty of it. Right. (laughs) First and foremost, bro, I want to say I'm proud of you, dog. Thank you. Yeah, for real, for real, bro. you. You know, to see, first of all, your growth mentally. You know, last time I saw you, you was a different person. That was probably what? Eight, nine years ago. Yeah. He's a different person, ago. man. You know what I'm saying? You elevated, you've grown a lot. You know, you've matured. You're a husband now, a father. Yeah. And you know, you got your own business. Yeah. You yeah. know, you've elevated your art game. Like yeah, you're doing a lot yeah. of big things, dog. Yeah. For real, for real, bro. So for the people who don't know you, man, where are you from? I'm originally from Elgin, South Carolina. Oh, you a country really, nigga, yeah, man. I'm a country boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a country boy at heart now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the original from. That's where all my family from. All my cousins and stuff, they all down there. Okay. But my mom, you know, I was raised in Columbia, and I was born in Columbia. So, mainly I'm from Columbia. This is my home. Yeah, so. Okay. So, growing up, what did you aspire to do? Well, when I was just young, you know, especially with my art, I've always, always drawn. You know what I'm saying? Since I've been a little kid, I tell people I jumped out the womb with the pencil. For real? Yeah, that's what I tell people. <laughs> and I picked that up from my dad. My dad know how to draw. He's like more like a sketch artist. Okay. Yeah, so that's my that's my inspiration. And he's the one that pushed me forward to even get into my art and all that stuff. So as I was growing up, grew up, I was doing the art. Believe it or not, I won a lot of contests and stuff and not even realizing the older I got, how important my art was to me and how I just grew up and came right back to it from negativity to something turning right back to positive. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was young, you know, I always drew, draw stuff for people. I won art contests when I was in um, middle school, elementary school. I used to sign up for this little place called Fine Arts of Baseball in the mall. They used to have contests. Me and my brother used to go draw because my brother draw too. And, um, I got my picture put on the front of the yearbook at Earl Wright Middle School one year, my what? eighth grade year. Yeah, I tied with this white girl, but you know, she was a female and they didn't know who to put on the front, but I told them to put her on the front because she's a female. And they put mine on the back. Yeah, that was the deal. So I had did stuff like that. I won a lot of contests, but I just stayed at it. Stayed at it. But I had my falls. Yeah, I had my falls. We all do, bro. Yeah. We all have our falls, man. So back then, growing up drawing and stuff like that, doing art. How did people take to that? Like your homeboys and stuff? They they, were they like you a nerd or? Nah, like. Because <laughs> you know how niggas in the hood be, dog. Yeah, 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 you yeah, know? yeah. They be tripping. They be tripping. <laughs> but more than anything, they be like, oh, lover boy, I kind of draw stuff for my girlfriends and stuff all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they be like, oh, you lover boy, you want to draw for them? But like, but then when they need me, they be like, bro, you draw this for me. They want a tattoo or something. We like 15, 16, they want a tattoo. I used to draw out their tattoos and stuff for them. Yeah. But. They used to, they, they always encouraged me with my artwork. I ain't even gonna lie, most of them did. I used to get picked at by the females, though. They, they, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, the girls know, used to right? pick on you? But they'll want yeah. some shit, though. Yeah, yeah. Tweety birds and shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's all the bad boys draw. 
That's what they say. Hey, bro, you know what's crazy, dog? Some of the baddest niggas could draw, man. Yeah, yeah, them niggas could do the money signs real good. You know the dollar yeah. signs, the yeah. S's and shit. Yeah, you used to yeah, do them? Yeah, yeah, all the time. All the time. That's the that's the legendary drawing right there. The same one you're talking about. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. First one of the first drawings I learned how to draw. For real? Yeah. Same one you talking about. The one everybody talking about. Yeah. Yep. Exact one. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy as <laughs> yeah, hell, I dog. like that. History repeat itself. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was dope, bro. So who were you looking up to at that time? Like, were you looking up to any artists? Or did you know about any famous artists back then? Well, back then, like, I just learned from my dad first. And then, you know, I, I picked up things from my mother. God bless the dead. You know, she's gone. Um, She... She liked it a lot of art because she knew how to draw too. So I come from a family of artists. I'm just the only one did something with it. Mm. That's the thing. My sister know how to draw. My brother, my dad, and my mom. So, wow. And my little brothers. I got little brothers now. They know how to draw. It's just, it's crazy. That's crazy. It's yeah, crazy. and they, they get inspired from watching me. You know what I'm saying? But basically, um... Uh oh, I'm getting tied up real quick. Um, I'm sorry. Are um, you good? Take your time, bro. My mom, she had like Thomas Kincaid, the paintings. I seen that. The before. famous painter. Uh-huh. They call him the King of Light. That's my favorite painter. So that was one of my main, main ones. My mom used to sit down. We put puzzles together, his stuff, cause you know that he got his own stores down there in um, Columbiana Mall and stuff like that. You go buy them pictures, little pictures. They be like three hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? So. My mom used to buy the puzzles. We'd put them together. They got a lot of pieces. But that was one of my main, like, because this picture is just so beautiful. You know what I'm saying? That's why I call the king of light. It's just glow. It's like it's come alive. You know what I'm saying? So that's like one of my main things I aim on when I do my artwork, trying to bring it alive. Mm. Yeah, because that's what brings it out. That's what captures the eye. Yeah. Yeah, so I try my best to do as much as I can with my ability and strive to always get better every day. And I, I, I do that by watching others that's better than me. I ain't gonna sit there and feel like I'm the best person in the world when it come down to art because there's plenty of great artists out there. Mm-hmm. So when I see somebody that does great work, it makes me want to get better and know how to do that and want to learn from them and teach them. And I can sit there and say this person taught me that and be proud to say that no matter who it is because most of the stuff that I learned now, most of my inspiration as I was, when I went through my little phase of changing as a man was, you know, from normal people. They didn't, some of them just raw skill. And I they taught me and I learned it and I applied it mm-hmm. and they loved it. And yeah. I always tell people about them because that's my story. Mm-hmm. That's 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 what I got. Yeah. So I just hope to pass it on to other people so they can do the same things, whatever it is that they're doing in life. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, just that main thing, inspiration from people is the main thing. Yeah. Inspiration is real. Yeah, it moves you. Yeah. <laughs> like Nipsey Hussle, I'm sure his death motivated a lot of people, dog. And I know it motivated me. Like, I never cried when a rapper died, dog. I cried when that nigga died, man. And I feel like, you know, the word prolific basically means, you know, to bear fruit and stuff like that. And I feel like he was put here to do that. You know what I'm saying? His story, his come up, yeah. his ambition, all of the stuff that he accomplished in the little bit of time that he was here. You know, he definitely inspired people, bro. And I feel like you will, too, man, because... um, just to see how much your art 
has changed. I mean, from back in the day. Yeah. Cause I remember you used to do the little devils. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You remember yeah, them shit? Yeah, I remember. Shout yeah, out to Lizzie, oh, that nigga yeah, had yeah. one. My yeah, G. Yeah. He, want, he want me to tighten it up for him right now. <laughs> yeah. I said, I got you, bro. We gotta get together. He be Facts. busy though. <laughs> yeah. We all be busy. Yeah. But just yeah. to see how your art went from, I mean, you doing tattoos in the reserves. Mm-hmm. You know, for people who don't yep. know the reserves, that's far away, somewhere you don't want to go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you're not from around there, yeah, or you don't know nobody out there. there. Somebody. Yeah, <laughs> but you used to do tattoos then. Now you're doing shit for Juicy Crab and just different businesses. I mean, you tattooing white people, Everybody. like all different races, yeah. bro. Like different types of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just know. to see how your art has grown from that where you were to now, bro. It's just dope, and that's going to inspire people within itself. Maybe somebody who wasn't in the streets but they're artists and they're like, man, I'm doing tattoos in my mama crib or I'm doing them in my backyard. You know, I don't think I'm ever going to go nowhere. And they look at your page like, bro, look where he came from. That's where I came from. Facts. Like, you really came from niggas' living rooms. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what really, I'm saying? Really. For real, for real. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and that's a, that's a, that's a major change. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, some people, they just, they probably just feel like sometimes, like, some people feel like they can't do it because nobody never gave them something to say yeah to. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like giving an opportunity. That's the main thing I learned about getting out here and doing my art and stuff. You got to you got to network and know people. You got to. Mm-hmm. It's mandatory. Because no matter what you can do, it ain't going to mean nothing if you ain't going to spread it. You know Thanks. what I'm saying? Like, just as whatever gift that a person has, you know what I'm saying? That's what God gave it to us for. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, well... If God gave us this gift, he wants us to serve others with it. So, you know what I'm saying? Why would you play around with it if, you know what I'm saying, you see it's a calling or something like that? Like, nigga, you stupid. You know what I'm saying? Grasp it. Yeah. Hold on to it. And keep on pushing. So that's what I decided to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because, you know what I'm saying, I've been, I've been through it all and came back around. And the main person that pushed me with my art stuff, as far as even going through the transition of going through all that, was... The same person that owned this tattoo shop we're standing in right now. Diamond Cut Tattoos. Diamond Cut Tattoo Company. Yeah. Diamond Cut Tattoo Company, the owner. Yeah. Big homie. He told me when I went through my phase, when I went through that incarceration, he said, bro, lock in and utilize your talent as much as possible. That's what you do with your time while you're back there. Bro, you're the right man all the time. So he told you this when you was in the county, cause we, and we're going to touch on, you know, what happened and stuff like that. But, you know, he so he told you this in the county jail. Mm-hmm. Wow. County jail. So he already knew. Did he have, do you think he had a vision for what your life was going to be like? Okay, I know he's going to go through a little stretch. Mm-hmm. He's going to be able to come home and have a second chance. Use this time wisely to come home and do what you're doing right now. Which is being a tattoo artist, a real, t- you're not saying you weren't a real tattoo yeah, artist back then, but I'm talking about like yeah. a real well, artist, bro. Like you moving around, bro. You about to be in shops. You about to open your own shit. You know, you doing real artwork for other people, businesses and stuff like that. Do you think he had that vision for you back then? I believe he did. Wow. Because he would have never had told me that. That's crazy. Most niggas would tell you, nigga, hold your head. Yeah. yeah. Facts. Yeah, in yeah. your situation, yeah, I I'd have been like, nigga, hold your head, my yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. What the hell? Well, yeah, what you going to do when you come home? Yeah, boy, we don't do? even know if you're coming home. Yeah, don't even know. <laughs> Facts. Don't know what's going on. Facts. Just hope for the best. Yeah. yeah just hope for the best. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's all you can do. You know, and um, that that pushed me a lot when I was back day by him telling me that. So I locked all the way in on it. And I learned from people. What I know now today, I learned it from people in prison. What? 
what I know today, everything I know from the painting, all that. You got talent back there. You yeah. Know, it just stuck. Raw talent. People just make mistakes sometimes. That's really just how it is. That's how it goes. But I grabs hold of it and I learned, I picked up, locked in, all the way in. I didn't do no playing and it shows in your work how hard your ethic is and they see you they see you in that tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. They see you. So why not go ahead and get to them? Facts. Facts. Definitely, bro. Do you and you touched on something briefly. You said this talent was God given. When did you realize that? That's a good question, boy. Nigga, cause that's a that's a that's a mouthful, bro. That ish, but it shows in your drive, though, bro. To sit and say this was God given, so why would I play with that? That speaks to your mindset and your work ethic, right there. You know what I mean? So when did you when did you first realize that or start to realize that? Believe it or not, I really, really, really realized that this was my God given talent. What was given to me one day when I was speaking to my brother. He came to see me. I was I was locked up. Cause I was doing the tattoos and drawings. I was I always had a passion for it, but knowing this is what it is, this is your calling, you know what I'm saying? To understand that. I wasn't fully grasping that then. But I, I thought I had it all together. Cause I was out there I was doing my own thing. I was grown. You know what I'm saying? I had my own business, had my own bills and stuff like that. But that don't make you out to be that. You know what I'm saying? That's just priorities. Mm -hmm. So my brother ended up telling me one day, he was like, bro. I said something to him about a tattoo on my neck. I didn't want tattoos on my neck. There was a reason for that, because I used to think about jobs and stuff. Even though I was doing tattoos already. My brother looked at me, he said, bro, you do tattoos, bro, that's you, bro. That's you. And when he said that to me, I was like, he right. People get tattoos in prison. First tattoo I got in prison was right on my neck. Mm. I went and did that just because he said that. Damn. And your brother was an artist. Yeah, my brother draw too. And he yeah. now, and you the first person that did that independently. Like yeah. that's your job. Really took off with it. So with that being said, he's an artist just like you. He didn't even feel like that was his calling. Exactly. I'm sure he got a nine to five or yeah. a regular job. Yep. That's sure crazy, do. dog. Yeah. So he sure knew. Yeah. He knew. He even knew. <laughs> that's crazy. And it tripped me out. But when he said it, that's when I knew. Yeah. And that 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 just put that right. They locked me all the way in and fully motivated me even more on top of what everybody else was giving me. That support was, was I know a lot of people don't get a lot of support, but you got to probably be a bad person for somebody not to really want to do nothing for you. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? But, but I don't think nobody a good or a bad person. I'm just a man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I try to be the best person I can, and I guess it shows because people support me. Mm -hmm. And that right there would give me mostly everything I got to just keep going, keep going, keep going. Don't give up. You got it. People, people, people enjoy seeing your artwork mm -hmm. and enjoy it if i can put that smile on that person's face that's what it is yeah my artwork mm -hmm. i done sitting and drew pictures for kids and i done sitting there and drew it for them give it to them start crying you know stuff like that just be like a picture can do this that's crazy your art your art is more um 
it's more alive now, bro. You can feel it. Like back in the day, the stuff you drew, like the little devils. And I'm yeah. always bring up the devils, Simple dog. Cause stuff. I remember yeah. seeing a yeah, lot of I niggas with them motherfuckers. Yeah, a lot man. of people got that shit. Every time I see, <laughs> every time I see you, dog, I think about yeah. the fucking devils. Yeah, a lot man. of people got but that shit. But back too. then, that shit was dope, though. Yeah. Cause you was the, like, it was, it was like your signature thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like your art back then was dark. Seemed like I don't know if that's the I was mindset. In the dark time. You was in the dark time. What what got you time. in the dark time back then? What was it? Was it being in the streets or just not knowing where you're going? Or when I was growing up, I ain't had nothing growing up. You know, I said me, and my mom, my dad, we was all poor. You know, I said my. It's just like. When you grow up like that, you seeking something because you ain't got it. You're trying to find your ways, but you don't really know because you're a kid. But your mom and my dad, they taught us very well, just letting us know what life was about. So, but most of the time, wherever you reside at and you grow up at, most people, they come out the same way how that area is. You know Product of your environment. Your environment, you get adapted to it. Mm-hmm. Being being people not having not no money, you already know we're going we're going straight to the hood, cuz. Facts. We're going straight to the hood. And we're gonna live. But my mama prayed over the home. Mm. Nothing never happened at my mama's house. It ain't because nobody was scared of us or nothing like that, I don't think. I think it was because of her. She did that consistently. Because she knew what we was around and what we was getting into. All of y'all. And it was mainly because all that started happening when her and my dad got a divorce. So that's what drove you to, to Look the for family. Wow. I can actually sit here and admit for that. Admit to that. Wow, bro. To be a man actually can sit there and say that I was seeking guidance and family because what was going on. You know what I'm saying? Not even realizing what's going on because I'm young. You know? And you know you just older, knew your family was breaking apart, bro. The union that y'all had, your mom and your Everything happened at one time. My older sister, she left, and um, she she got she had a, my my nephew. God bless him. He's amazing. <laughs> He's off in college right now to be a doctor. He's three point eight GPA up in there. You know what I'm saying? But my sister was pregnant with him. She left home a year later. Not even a year later, my mama she ended up. We went through a lot. That's really what my mama she ended up had kidney failure. When I was in third grade, I was staying in reserves. It was called the Palmettos then. My mom was staying in the back building in the back. That's where it happened to her. I come home from school, my mom in the hospital. She was on Dallas for eight years after that. But that's when everything happened. My sister left home. She moved out because she was about to have a child. Moved in with her son's father. Um, But I, I, that ain't his dad, though. Let me just put it like that. <laughs> but, um... And my mom, my dad, they, my mama left my dad. You know what I'm saying? He, it, they was going through things like any normal relationship. Mm-hmm. Some, some people just ain't, but you'll love them to death. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just be like that sometimes. Some people just ain't good together. Facts. So my mama chose to left because you know it was killing them. Mm. That's what it was. The stress of that relationship. It was killing them. Right. So she had to make a major decision. She left. No faking. That's what real women are supposed to do. Yeah, when you see something, do something about it. You about to lose your life over there. So my mama chose to do that. And you know, we didn't really have much. We was growing up and stuff like that. So it, when the separation happened, it, it, it drove me to the streets. Got in the streets. <laughs> yeah. Because I've always been 
if I deal with you, I don't care what you is, what you bang, none of that. If I deal with you, I deal with you. If I break bread at your mama table, you know, why wouldn't I be there for you in any kind of way? It ain't got to be nothing violent. If you need some money in your pocket, mm-hmm. if I got it, I give it to you. If I don't got it, I tell you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's just the type of person I am. But if I can come through for you, and I know you good people, so I'm going to go ahead and give it to you. But if I give it to you, I ain't looking for it back most of the time. I'm just going to give it to you. But just going through all that, and I grew up, and we just got in the streets. Got in the streets. Yeah. Got exposed to the streets. My mom kept us away from it for a long time. And I find out older why. Because my cousins and all them, that's why she moved us out of Elgin. Mm. They was already doing that. My older cousins, they I got cousins, I don't even know them, and so many of them out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They older. But, you know, they was living living the same lifestyle. My move from that, and we still got sucked right back into it. She told me that when I started hitting my, like, 15, 16. Yeah. I had to build with my mama. My mama was, like, my best friend. I was the baby, so, you know, she loved me to death. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. But I soaked everything in, she told me, and it's so crazy, I'm sitting here telling you this, because my dad just sat here and told me since I've been home probably about a month ago, he was like, I learned about people and about life from your mama. Wow. He said, that's how I learned all that. He said, your mama was very, very smart. He said, I learned all that about people. He said, that's why everything I used to tell y'all, we used to tell y'all the same thing, and we wouldn't even be around each other, because he said, I learned it from her, but I, I listened to it. And I knew she was right. Damn. It take a certain type of a person, bro, to admit the stuff that you just admitted. Just now to open up and be that vulnerable, bro. Like, that's, dog, I almost got choked up, nigga, listening to that shit for real, dog. Like, real talk, bro. Like, no (laughs) bullshit, bro. And I wasn't expecting that answer from you, bro. You know, um, and it seemed like your mom taught you a lot about people, too. Taught you a lot about people, bro. To be that self-aware and say, bro, I was looking for guidance and family in the streets. Like, you know, most people would not admit that, bro. Now, do you feel like you got the family and the guidance from the streets that you were seeking? In a in a way? Yeah. Okay. The only reason I say that is because I can't sit there and say as a whole. But I can say individually, from the streets, I met a lot of good people and they taught me well, the ones that did, and then most of them was older than me. Mm-hmm. They wanted me to see do good and they seen it in me, because they was older, they had a little more. So I used to hang around a lot of guys that was older than me a lot of times, by themselves, I'd be with their family, their kids and stuff. I'm like 15, 14, they in their 40s or 30s. I'm hanging with their family and stuff, but I'm there by myself. Mm-hmm. So. You know, just 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 being around and, and I learn, you know what I'm saying? Just learning. But basically like I wanna keep it people the the guys that, that taught me is a lot of the older guys like I was saying, but like I grasped hold of what they were saying and I realized that it ain't always about like where a person come from or what type of lifestyle they're from there's good and bad people everywhere and no matter no matter what color you is what gang you in there's always some negativity in the mix of any type of organization even an organization of the environment of the people mm-hmm. it's always gonna have that so you can't really like characterize people because a person could pray bad on you you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. 
So it really don't matter. But so I, I put in the category of the streets that just as equal as anybody else. But at the same time, it comes with more of a sacrifice. It comes with more of a sacrifice behind it. That's the difference between all of it. It comes with more of a sacrifice only because other people, they probably can cover theirs up. When when you ain't got nothing, you sitting in poverty. You know what I'm saying? You can't run off and go somewhere when you want to. If you do something you ain't supposed to or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? People, people, a lot of people, they, they, just about everybody in the world, I feel like broke the law at least once. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just stealing a piece of candy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Like, ain't nobody can sit there and say, ain't no, ain't no, I always say, ain't no, ain't no, Body greater than the next person. I look at everybody equal, no matter Facts. what's going on, mm-hmm. no matter what situation this person in or anything. But you know, people they they'll judge you by that and you know and stuff like that. But that's some of the most things that's crazy. You ask me because some of the some of the most things that I battled with to try to change my appearance coming from that. Yeah, trying yeah. to change my appearance to people. You know what I'm saying and, and working on that because. You know, if you see people with tattoos and stuff like that, people start thinking you're a thug or whatever. But you know, dog, about that, like, I've, you know, coming from the environments that we come from and stuff like that, like hanging with the because we hung with similar people, like Lindsay O, mm-hmm. all the home, you know, the, the little, little bros, bros they, the little yeah. bros, like, <laughs> I used to hang with them. Love them boys. You know, them was my <laughs> niggas, but I also went to Ridgeview High School. Yeah, yeah. Lived in the suburbs. Yeah, yeah. It was like I had the that. best of both worlds, bro. Like, my daddy was in the suburbs, my mama was in the hood. My stepdaddy sold drugs. People didn't know, like, mm-hmm. you know, my mama moved probably 10 times while I was in high school. Like, yeah. she moved. Out of town because of some shit my stepdad had going on. Mm-hmm. People didn't even know that. When I moved to Charlotte, motherfuckers ain't know why I moved to Charlotte. Yeah. And when I moved back, they ain't know why I moved back. Yeah. So I say all that to say I done been around both and I done seen both sides of it, right? And I say, you know, it don't matter where you at, bro. I done met some of the best people in the worst situations. Yep. People who ain't got nothing to give you, bro. Nothing financially to give you, bro. They give you love, and that shit mean more than anything. anything. My mama ain't never had no money to really just give me shit. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, bro, if I sit with my mama yeah. and I talk to her, and I know that she is supportive of me and will be there for me whenever I need her to, that shit feel better to me than somebody Anything. giving me a thousand dollars, dog. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Having my mama. Yeah. You feel me? Having somebody to talk to, having somebody supportive, man. So, um, you know, I don't feel like nobody's greater either, bro. You know, because I done met some great people in the hood. Yeah. Great. Met some great people. Yeah. You know, like yeah. if a motherfucker would have just if a if, if if somebody would never let you open your mouth around them and have a conversation with them, bro, they'll judge you. But you know what? To be for one, be respected in the streets. Mm-hmm. Right, and to say, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm I'm gonna do something positive, bro. I'm gonna get me a family. I'm gonna start me a business. I'm gonna do something positive, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna forget about y'all. Yeah, exactly. But I'm just not on the shit that y'all on. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? To do that is honorable for one. So niggas should respect that. But two, at the same time, you know, somebody opening their mouth and talking to you, bro, they'll get a different perspective of somebody from the streets or from yep. the hood or somebody with tattoos and stuff like that because yep. you're not your environment bro yep. you might be a product of your environment but yep. that product jay-z is from marcy projects he's a product of his environment that nigga's a billionaire yeah that Especially shit made him a billionaire <laughs> dog you feel yeah, what i'm saying yeah, yeah. It, you, you can do it yeah you can do it bro you can do it yeah bro and, and you know um man I'm, I'm just so this conversation is just so dope, bro. Like, you know, what it is, bro. especially the way you expounding upon shit and opening up the way you are, bro. And, you know, just talking about life and shit. 
Um, and people, man, that shit, this shit is crazy, yeah, dog. Yeah, you know I love it. Yeah, man, <laughs> I love it too, bro. You know, so um, if you don't mind talking about it, bro, what what did you get locked up for? Well, when I was, uh, I got locked up on a murder case. Okay. Um, I had got locked up. I caught four charges. I had murder, conspiracy to attempted armed robbery. No, conspiracy to armed robbery, attempted armed robbery, and possession of a weapon during a violent crime. That was the four things I got charged with. Um, I never forget that night. It happened so fast, <laughs> but um. I mean, basically, you know, I just basically, I was at work at the tattoo shop, got off work. Somebody else was supposed to come pick me up. I ain't even gonna get into all that, but somebody else was supposed to come pick me up. Me and this individual, we had some words and I jumped in the car with some other people. They had something going on. I got locked up with them. Didn't even know two of them. I saw one of them face to face as I was locked up for like two years. That's when the first time I saw him, but met this female that was locked up with me. I probably knew her for about, about 45 minutes from the time, from the work to where the incident happened. And we went to jail. Wow. Went to jail. Yep, and I knew when I went to jail, I was gonna be sitting. I'm a realist, you know what I'm saying? I sitting there watch too many of our homeboys go through that. Same thing, so I knew I was gonna be sitting for at least two, three years if I even know what's going on, if I even know what's gonna happen to me. Mm -hmm. But you know, I just stayed positive and kept the words in my head. My mom and them told me, you know, ain't no reason to stressing about it as much as possible as you can, because whatever's gonna happen, God already got it planned. You could probably try to change it, but it's already planned. You know what I'm saying? It's already there. It's already written in the book. So. So you knew this back then. Yeah, I knew all this back then when I was young. God damn, yeah, my bro. Mama to, my mama used to drill stuff like this into us. Consistent. My mom used to read Bible stories to me and my brother every night before we go to bed. All the way up till I was like 15. Yeah, so you was, hardcore, you was a hardcore man. nigga slapping niggas and your mom reading you Bible scriptures yeah, and shit. Yeah. God damn, so you ain't scared. You wasn't fearing shit back then. Nah, I was wild. You really ain't care about nothing. I really ain't care about nothing then. Yeah, like, like really you didn't. really didn't fear nothing because yeah, you knew man. I had God. Like, I'm good, bro. Yep. That's some dangerous shit right there. Yeah, so you was yeah. really slapping the taste out of niggas' mouths, <laughs> yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mama had a protection on us, bro. Yeah, bro. You like <laughs> shit. I ain't worried about you niggas, man. We good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mama had that protection on us, and. And yeah, I never forget that, man. I, and yeah, my mom and them, they, yeah, she was a, the major inspiration I got, one of the major inspiration I got in my life. But uh, yeah, that, when I got locked up for that, all that stuff run through my mind, played out, you know, caught 10 years, did eight and a half years on it. I went to prison, you know, prison the place, you know. You ask a lot of people, like I, I remember I used to go like, classes and stuff when I was back there. And um, one of the guys, you know, he used to be a gang leader and he did this his second bid he was doing. And I remember he was telling me one day, he said, he said, if somebody asked y'all what prison was, what would you say it was? And you know what I'm saying? Post people probably like, oh, it's a place you send bad people or something like that. He was like, nah, you know, a demon is a place where you wrestle with your demons. You know, people, people live in prison outside right here on the streets. Cause they wrestle with their demons. They put themselves in a prison, box themselves in. So I comprehended what he was saying. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, you know, he was a real loud hardcore gangster. You know what I'm saying? Like, changed his whole life. You know what I'm saying? I look up to him. <laughs> but um, 
you know, I, I went I went through all that and I just I just I just stuck to it while I was back day, man. I stuck to it. Did you wrestle with any demons? Yeah, yeah, I wrestled a lot. And most of the hardest things a lot of men wrestle with in prison is with women, the woman that they love. I'm talking about like internal. I'm sure it was stuff you was running from. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean on the streets. Yeah. You can get drunk. Not saying you oh, probably yeah, yeah, were, yeah, yeah, but yeah, you can yeah, get yeah. drunk, you go to the club, you can have sex. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, you yeah, can yeah, do yeah. all this different stuff to distract yourself from yeah. what you dealing with. You gotta but focus on all kinds of different things when you back then. When you in jail, you ain't you by yourself, bro. Like Yeah, you got to really get door. in tune with it's yourself. Just you, bro. Yeah, you got to get in tune with yourself. You get in tune with yourself, you'll go crazy. I'm going to sit there and watch them do it. I'm going to sit there and watch them. People run around out here and may trip on somebody with psych, taking psych meds out here on the streets. That ain't nothing in prison. Everybody on it. I thank God I ain't take it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because people can't cope with what's going on. Bro, I went through that too, dog. Facts. Yeah, it ain't nothing wrong. I mean, you it's grow. part of life. No, but what I'm saying is like when you get in tune with yourself, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard, bro. Yeah. Like, that shit up. Fuck you up mentally for a little yeah, while, bro. Like I, I did that shit too, bro. Like um, I went through a situation where, you know, I had lost pretty much everything, bro. I had fucked up so much shit in my life. This was last last year. I have no job. I was in Atlanta by myself. It's just me. I ain't got no family there. I got an aunt. She's sixty five. Some of the worst feelings right there, boy. It, it, but it, it's just me. So I ain't had no money to come home. The money I did have. Shit, I'm spending it on food and, yeah. you know, just living every day. Yeah. But I needed to go through that. I needed to go through that isolation, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I was either going to go crazy forever or I was going to come out a different person. It's crazy. And I came out a different... But I didn't know that that's what that was doing to me, bro. It was like I was literally in prison. Nigga, I was going... I literally was in a five, like a two mile radius, bro. Yeah. Like I was going to the store to get mm-hmm. food, the grocery store, the same grocery store every other day to buy a little five, six dollars worth of shit, scraping that together to make eggs and spinach and turkey bacon and shit, and just chilling in the crib. That was it, bro. I was literally doing the same shit every day for months. And but I was I was crying and just going through it, bro, dealing with my insecurities and dealing with the fact that I fucked up so much. You know what I'm saying in my life, and I had I, I just ruined everything, bro. Like I had did it was, it was my fault that I was in this situation, dog. When I I swear when I got out of that shit, bro, it was like I was a different person, bro. When I got another opportunity, I told myself in that situation, when I get into a better position, I'm gonna chase my dreams, dog. I've been doing that shit ever since. Bro. That's what it is. That was, you ain't did nothing wrong. That was exactly what you're supposed to do. That's Fact. crazy you saying saying that because you just sit here telling me exactly what it is. Facts, ain't bro. no other way around it. I it's, identified it's with it when you said it, bro. Comment on it. It's you just said, like that. Facts. When you just said like that. niggas go gotta crazy, go it. nigga. Oh God, I went through that shit. Got to go through it, Nick boy. That was the worst. And I'm sure you went through that same, nigga. You probably like going crazy, oh, I, like. I, I, yeah, man. It been plenty of nights. Them breakdowns. <laughs> just too much weight on you. Just feel like the, just feel like the world on your back. And you trying, you trying to stand up. But you know, the main thing is, I always get up, yo. I always get up. That's the main thing. You always come back stronger. As you can see, me and you sitting here right now, mm-hmm. coming back stronger. That's how, that's how it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it go. And it builds accountability too, bro. Because you always play a role in your situation. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? You always play a role in whatever happens in your life, dog. You, 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 some type of role. Some type of role. Like, it might be 
in your situation, you might not have did what you got accused of, but yeah. you probably, <laughs> in your mind, realized, I shouldn't have j- jumped in the car with these motherfuckers. So I played a role in that shit. I shouldn't even been hanging around these motherfuckers. For it. I knew what was going on. Once yeah. I got locked up, Yeah, it ain't, it ain't really no blame game and stuff like that, because I chose to get in that car. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest thing to do sometimes. To deal with that shit, bro. Like, okay, you and realize that one. <laughs> yeah, you gotta eat it. Facts. Yeah, you gotta eat it and keep on going. Yeah. Try to at least and hope for the best because this is something like that. Things of those situations can change your whole life. All according to how you handle it. Mm-hmm. You can go left or you go <laughs> right. And you go left, boy, you're gonna be in some trouble probably. One one decision. Yeah, one decision. You gotta you gotta make that decision now because this could determine the type of person you end up being. Mm-hmm. Facts. <laughs> yeah, it can really determine the person you end up being. Yeah. Now, if you you either gonna drop the ball or you gonna carry it, <laughs> that's how it go. It's hard to carry that moment. Sometimes yeah. you get tackled and all type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all type of stuff gonna happen to you. <laughs> Niggas gonna be throwing shit at you and everything. Yeah. So when you going through this ten year bid, bro, what was the most valuable lesson you learned, like throughout that whole bid? If you could take one takeaway. From that, because I know you perfected your art back there, you grew as a man. You probably gained more faith. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Um, you got in tune with yourself. What was the most valuable lesson that you learned that you stick with that sticks with you to this day, bro? My mom and my I, you see, I talk to my mom, and my dad a lot. I learned a lot from my mom. And my dad used to tell me and my brothers when we was growing up. My bring me and my my other brother and my sister tell us, um, you know. Watch the friends you keep. Y'all, y'all eye blood, so we know y'all good kids at heart, cause y'all part of us, cause they're good people. You know what I'm saying? Everybody love my mama and daddy, you know? they ain't bad people, so. Mm-hmm. They tell me like, people that's around you gonna be the ones get y'all in trouble. They tell us that all the time now. Mm-hmm. I never forget this. <laughs> They used to tell us this all the time because we don't like discriminating and judge people and stuff. We weren't raised like that's how we was raised. So, you know, we'll get along with anybody. I don't care if you're a nerd or who you is. I conversate with anybody if, you know what I'm saying, if we got something to conversate about. You know what I'm saying? If you want to conversate, I'll conversate. I ain't going to be rude to you. But you got to learn when to draw a line. So the main thing I learned was watch who I hang around now. Mm. Watch who, I, watch who I really call my friends and who I hang around, who's in my best interest. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all might just have common interests, but I don't mean y'all interest is the best. His interest is the best for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I hold on to that more than anything because that's one of the main things I got in trouble. Like, I got other charges from before. Mm-hmm. Ain't got nothing to do with me. I just didn't say anything and went to jail for it. Mm. Always be somebody around me. I ain't never like really did nothing that I could really say like hold it on me and I actually got like, held accountable for something. That was my fault. And I didn't realize that till after I got locked up. For real? Yeah. That's how loyal you were though. Yeah, because I, I, if I'm dealing That's with these guys, these fuck. my dudes, you know what I'm saying? These, I used to, these my dudes and I still love them today, you know what I'm saying? But I learned my mama said you got to love people from a distance. They always tell us that. That's, what they, that's why my mama said she moved from out of Elgin and stuff. It's, from family, said I love them, but you gotta love some people from a distance. 
You know, uh-huh. it's just how it go. Uh-huh. In order to survive out here, if you're trying to make it and uh-huh. be something, you know what I'm saying, and live the life you're supposed to live. Yeah. You gotta, you, you gotta, you just, you, it's some, you just gotta draw lines, and it hurts sometimes to have to do that to some people because you care about them so much. But if they got other stuff going on that you can't, you really can't be around people like that mm-hmm. and hang out and maybe in a different type of environment, but but all the time, no. Nah, especially when, yeah, they'll bring you down, bro. Yeah, what they got going on will come on you. Mm-hmm. Like this uh, billionaire said, if they not doing the same thing that you're trying to accomplish or they not making you better, stop fucking hanging with them, period. Plain and simple. He said it just like that. Stay Plain the fuck away from him. Stay the hell away from him, right? <laughs> Plain and simple. He ain't lying. Real talk. He is not lying. And it's crazy you talking about the millionaires. I just been telling a little young brother the other day. I said, millionaires. I said, if you ever run into a millionaire and he want to do business with you, you got one shot, probably. One shot. He ain't about to let you sat and you got other stuff going on. He's not about to let you sacrifice anything he's got going on where he's got so much to lose. At all, bro. So why would he even give you a second chance? Mm-hmm. He can't even afford to give you a second chance, really. He might if you got a reasonable excuse, but he won't. But I'm like, so in order to everybody tell me they want to be a millionaire, everybody want to be a millionaire in order to get there and be one, you better be acting like one already. Plain and simple. Mm-hmm. And exactly what you're saying about the millionaire. What he said, they really be like that because I ain't up. Believe it or not, I met a couple of them when I was locked up. Millionaires? Yeah, back there in prison. Yeah, a couple of them. Them niggas was millionaires like mm-hmm. currently yeah. in prison. Before, before they was even locked up, they was already millionaires. They just get into a bad situation. That's it. So they knew that they was coming home to money. They were still straight mm-hmm. or did they lose everything? When yeah, they most went? of the ones like that doing so much time though. Oh shit! Yeah, the ones that be like they do the most time. They do the ones you run into. They the ones that got thirty years. I might doing a life sentence. <laughs> White yeah. dudes or black dudes? All or... of them. Wow. I mean, guys got big yachts. They just situations happen sometimes. What? Mm-hmm. Got their life together. Just reach a bump in the road and make a bad mistake, and you can get landed right there. I don't care who you are. I mean, lawyers, judges, police officers, uh, masons, anything. You know what I'm saying? You meet them all. Firefighters. <laughs> it don't even matter Doctors I done seen it all Yeah Yeah Anybody can get put back there Just if you make that mistake So I look at all that And I take heed to it Did you look at Did the millionaires Carry themselves a certain way? With class No matter what situation They was in In prison In prison Amongst niggas That are breaking nigga neck With their fingers Yep And most of the time The ones that's <laughs> like that They already got a muscle in them Most of the time To be able to be a person to attain something like that, you gotta have some type of strength about yourself. Facts. Let nobody not run over you. Facts. So most bro. of them they already be they might can't fight the best or nothing like that, but they ain't about to just be no pushover most of them. That's how most of them act. You'd be you be surprised when they, they they don't even hang around people like this on the streets. But you'll put them in an environment, they 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 learn to adapt because they already smart. They already had to be smart enough to get to where they is. You gotta you gotta have common sense and know what's going on. So once you get into a certain type of environment, you got to lock in on that. It ain't no way around it. You got to lock in. Because the only way you're going to make it through, I lock in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I locked in. You see shit from a real perspective. Yeah, yeah, I locked in. A lot of motherfuckers are trying to escape. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to get me a cell phone. I'm going to watch Netflix all day. Of yeah. course you want to entertain yourself. But a lot of niggas 
drink. What's it called? Buck. Buck. Buck trying to get That's drunk all day day. and That's you know just escape day. the the reality <laughs> of the situation. You you drunk that buck? No. I done drunk it before. That shit nasty, but that shit get you fucked up. What they put in that shit? Man, I heard it's ketchup and Jolly you know, Ranchers and believe shit. Believe it or not, man, some of the smartest people is back there in prison. Facts, bro. They use nothing that can make something out of it. That's crazy. You wouldn't believe what I was tattooing with. I wish I could show you. Man, what you was tattooing with, Lo? Uh, 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 electric razor motor, a toothbrush, springs out of a pen, and um, I used the pen for like the barrel to hold on to, and that's what I tattooed. It made my ink with soot. Had to burn it in the showers and stuff so I can make my money and get canteen and stuff when I was locked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go in there, burn my soot, make my ink and scrape it up and stuff, mix it with water. Yeah. Get my ink and tattoo. And how much were you charging for tattoos? Oh, it's nothing like out here. It's nothing. nothing. I could do a whole sleeve on a person now. Going right in prison for a tattoo, you come in, you want a whole sleeve, $100. What? I would you think it'd be thousands for it out here. I would think it'd be different because I know cigarettes, right? Mm-hmm. A cigarette is probably like two dollars or some yeah, shit. Yeah, Man, that's expensive the, stuff. Why the fuck? Why isn't a tattoo expensive? That don't make sense. That's backwards to me. You do the, the, the way the economy works in a place like that. They judge the the money and what you do with it by how hard it is to get it. Okay. That's basically what it is, because you got to put in so much work just to get a cigarette. The people just to get it in, so you know they're going to charge you out the butt for it. Charge out the ass. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to get you. Yeah. You get a little medicine cup for $50. You know the medicine cups you get for the drink? Fill it up, $50. For <laughs> well, what? Fill the tobacco. For the... That's all it is, $50. You make $3,000 off a pound of tobacco in prison. What? Mm-hmm. And you pay $12 for it at the store. You weren't selling the motherfuckers low? Nah. Oh, you was really I locked in on them tattoos. I was locked in on my tattoo, and I ain't lie, but you know what, man? No lie, bro. That's why I say, man, I learned so much when I was back there from so many people, and so many people pushed me on, bro. I miss them boys. No lie. I miss a lot of them. Good dude. Of course you're going to miss them niggas, yeah, man. Yeah, I miss them. Of course. I, I can't wait to see some of them. Some of them get out, they do so good, I be happy. We, we Most of the guys that I talk to and conversate with now, more than anything, is the ones I used to be locked up with, because all of us been getting out now. Yeah. Yeah, they older. Hell yeah. Older guys, but they're the ones I conversate with. But, like, <laughs> like, what was you was asking? You said, um, like, you was asking me about the, um, my bad. No, you good, bro. You talking about the, um, the, we was talking about hustling the tobacco and really locking in on your tattoos They didn't and shit. want me to do it. Like, a lot of the guys, some of them. Very few and probably close to my age, but most of the older ones that I looked up to, come to find out, a lot of them you know, tell me later on as a guy that made me look up to you, bro. The older dudes that you looking yeah. up to, I'd imagine. I look up to them, but they tell me they look up to me because they see how I move. They see that I had a raw talent, something they didn't have, and they looked up to it. They used to tell me that all the day. They end up telling me that. And I'd be like, bro, I look up to you, bro. Like, bro, I really look up to you. And I find out as I came home, some guys, even when I was on the streets, they tell me that now. I used to look up to you when you was out here, and they older than me. But I ain't, I don't dwell on stuff like that. Yeah. Because I learned it from them, you know what I'm saying? I used to watch y'all do this stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I grabbed hold to a lot of the stuff, you know what I'm saying? But they yeah. seen that they seen me. They was watching me the whole time. So a lot of the guys, when I was back there, they didn't want me to get in no trouble. I had guys like, you know, you're going to always have some type of confrontation. I had guys like, move, bro. Push me in the room or something about to happen, and, Lock me in the room. 
They block it off. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what you had, bloods, crips, all on. It don't matter. They used to look out for me. I ain't gonna sit there and lie. What? Man, everybody, I, I, it was crazy, man. <laughs> now, what's I miss a lot of them guys, man, because some of them, they ain't coming home. Yeah. Do you ever get, like, um, survivor's remorse? Like, you came home and they didn't? Like, you feel kind of bad, like, fuck, I'm home. Of course you want to be home, my nigga. You don't want to be back there. <laughs> you love them niggas with them. But I'm saying, do you ever feel bad, like, fuck, bruh? Bro ain't, bro ain't never coming home. He a good dude. I ain't gonna lie. You know what I do to ease that? What you saying? I send them money. Okay. I send my guys money. I don't care if they blood crit. If I deal with them, I send them some money sometimes. It might not be much. I send $25, $50 here and there, but I probably spend about $200 a month sending it to the prisons, to them guys. I actually do that. That's what eases my pain with that because I know they need it. Because they ain't got no talent like I did. I was straight when I was back there without nobody even sending me anything, but I had to bust my ass for it. Yeah. But I appreciate it when somebody did come through because it gave me a break because I run myself rugged back there. You hear me? Yeah. So when I see something like that and they ain't got it and they ain't got that raw talent to do something like that, you know, some people just ain't got it and they ain't even figured it out. They might got something and they ain't tried it. Crazy as hell. Yeah. Motherfucker probably can draw, don't even know. Yeah. I done seen people like that. Don't pick up a pencil and start drawing the prison and become one of the best artists in that motherfucker. I done seen it. Yeah. You know how to draw a lick when he come in there. And pick that shit up because it's, it's, art is a big thing back there. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, they draw and want to do tattoos. Can't. Someone can't draw for shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Can't tattoo for nothing, but they going to pick it up and try it. Just try it, yeah. And some people find out they can do something with it. Yeah. So... I send them guys money to ease that pain. Damn. That's what I do for them. That's real, though. Yeah, I just sent, I just, I just sent my little dude. Mm, he doing a life sentence. He ain't coming home. But like 24, he was my roommate. Love him to death. Crane Forrest. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I, just sent, I just sent him some money to his baby mom the other day. Sent him some little bit of bread. Damn. And I'm sure he appreciate that. No, I ain't talked to run like two, three months. For real? Mm-hmm. I'm sure he appreciate that shit. Yeah, Knowing it do. come from you. Y'all ain't got to talk every day for him yeah. to know that you care about him and exactly. shit. Exactly. You know? You right. Y'all ain't got to talk right. every day, bro, because he understand. Yeah, he understand. You know how that shit go. Yeah. I'm sure if the shoe was on the other foot, he'd do the same thing for you. Exactly. You I know saying? he would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know he would. He definitely would, yeah. bro. We'd have we, we been through too much together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know he would. That shit bring you close, <laughs> man. That's my boy. Yeah. It don't matter how you bond with niggas. This is niggas that met niggas in the military that they close with to this day. Yeah. Niggas that met niggas in prison. It's the same shit. Yeah, same thing. Same shit. Same and then thing. you grow over pain, bro. Y'all share each other pain. Like, when you're in close quarters with somebody, you have no choice but to open up. Yeah. You can try to play hard all day. Yeah. After a couple months, bro. Y'all motherfuckers changing in front. I'm sure y'all not butt naked in front of yeah, you. You yeah. putting up a towel, but see, y'all in a yeah, vulnerable spot. Vulnerable spot yeah. Nigga, you in this mother with your socks off. Yeah, I'm hearing you snore. <laughs> I see you got their sleeping habits, your eating habits, all type of shit. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, you got you get you up close and personal. You ain't got no choice but to. And it's crazy you said something about the military, because I always compare people to the military to people that's incarcerated. Because of the mindset that it puts you in, being away from your family and you're away and you're around something dangerous. People lose marriages and all kind of same thing happen. Facts. I always compare military people to that because of being the it's just that distance, not being able to 
see each other when you want to be they and you ain't got no choice because this is what you got to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in the military, you do something, go AWOL, they're going to lock you up. Fact. You know what I'm saying? So, lock the hell out. So basically, you got to do this or you're going to go to the same place where you're going to have to go through the same thing still. Mm-hmm. So it might as well be free and do it because mm-hmm. I chose to do this. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of just put them in the same category as that because the mind frame you got to be in. I agree, it's too. It's crazy you said that. Military, being in the same room with somebody having to sleep in barracks and stuff together, the same thing. Facts. Yep, same Them thing. niggas, niggas who go to prison, a lot of people that I know that did a long time in prison, they get up early as fuck. Yeah. No matter I still what. Get up early. Niggas who went to the military, them niggas get up early in the morning. Yeah. I did an interview. He don't get up early. Yeah. Uh, nigga, uh, that nigga ain't low cabin, yeah, dog. Yeah. That nigga ain't low cabin, dog. Yeah, I do. I gonna move. <laughs> <laughs> I did an interview with um this guy named Kizo. It's coming out uh next week or whatever. Uh, but he did like. 18 years in the feds. Okay. That nigga be up. That nigga work night shift. And that nigga gets up early in the morning. The next day. I'm like, how the fuck you do that? You work night shift, nigga. And you and get up early like the next day. Yeah. Relatively early. I'm not saying he get up at 7, 8 o'clock. But he'll be up like 11, 12. Yeah. Get off at like 6 in the morning. I'm like, how the fuck you do that? And then he go work out. That shit crazy to me, dog. But he's just like, his body just used to it. He did 18 in the feds. Yeah, yeah, you get it. You get into a, you get into a mindset when you back there. I used to work out a lot and all that. The same thing you talking about, and it kind of like gets you on like. And that's why I say I compare military people that because my wife she says that all the time. Structure, how military people have more structure. She said a lot of guys that come from prison they have a lot of structure about themselves being set on a set rate to do this and do that. This this time, military people do it the same way. Mm-hmm. Structure, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. It just become natural. I feel like that shit was designed similarly. Yeah. I feel like it was. I kind of do. They cut your hair as soon yeah, as you come yeah, in that motherfucker ball. Ball the hell out you. That was like a pattern of the most closest thing ever. Because it's crazy you said that. They That's why I'm tripping. Huh? Yeah. Same thing they did try to do to you in prison. Try to brainwash it. Yeah. Get you to do all that. Yeah. Make you give you orders. Tell you what to do and all that. This and that third. Yep. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yep. But... <laughs> Like you say, a motherfucker go crazy. Because a lot of people go to in the military and it fucks them up. It can, fu- you know, and, and not to say that if it does fuck you up or whatever, that you're weak. Because, I mm-hmm. mean, mental health is real, bro. You know what I mean? But I'm saying it could either make or break you. That's what I'm saying. That shit could either make up. Prison, do the same thing. Niggas go to prison like Khalif Browder, RIP. Went to prison, um, was was on Rikers Island for like three years, came home, hung himself. It fucked them up. Yeah, PTSD. Then a lot of times people go to jail young. So certain things onset, mm-hmm. like depression, different mental illnesses. Mm-hmm. That shit onset when you're in prison. Boy, you might go crazy in that motherfucker. And then instead of asking for help, what you going to go do? Fight. Yeah. You might goddamn get high. Whatever. You ain't going to ask for no help. You ain't going to ask for you no help. You try to do whatever you need to try to ease your pain what you think. Mm-hmm. So that shit can either really make you or break you for yeah. real, for real, dog. Yeah, I mean, plenty of times I've been wanting to snap. And times I've been they blank on everybody and they, you know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. don't talk to me and you get like that sometimes, but you got to get up out of there. <laughs> I, I, been, I, I know how that feels. It's just, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great being in an environment like that. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're definitely right. Definitely, bro. So how was your transition coming home, like, the day you came home from prison? Like, because you knew... You had a set release date. Mm-hmm. I know. I know you had some shit in mind that you wanted to do. Like, 
Everybody probably thinks about the moment that the motherfucking gates open. What's the first thing you want to do? What did you want to do when you came home? Like the first thing you wanted to do? Eat me some food. What you want to eat? What you have in mind, dog? What did I eat? Oh yeah, we went to AI Hop. You went to AI Hop. Went to AI Hop. Got me good breakfast. I take the Wi-Fi, but I said, you know what? I'm gonna go 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 a little something a little better. I went to AI Hop. Yeah. He was still texting under the table, like trying to hide his phone all day. Dog, you was te- so you used to. Well, you used to be on the child like. At, so you used to text under the table. No, nah, I mean, you you can if you, in certain places. Yeah, you can't do stuff like that. People walk up in there and you. Boom! Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. Yeah, it crazy back then. <laughs> <laughs> you come home, had to. It felt weird taking shower with no shoes, with like no shower shoes. Yeah, stuff like you that. shower with your boxes on. Nah, nah, because we had little single ones in there, but when I was in the county, I did. You did? Yeah, because they had the long showers. It was like five, six of them in there, so you got to go in there with other people, so I go in there with my boxes on. Yeah. Yeah, but them shower shoes on, it just felt good to be able to, my feet to be able to touch a clean tub. You can't, you don't want to walk around that barefooted. Yeah, it's fucked up. They don't clean that shit at all, do they? Yeah, infected. I call um, uh, um, Staff? athletes' feet. Showers was messed up at the last place I was at when I thought I maxed out. The uh, drainage system was messed up in all the dorms, and like you be standing there washing, they got like a little thing, and it, it you standing in it is up to your feet, but it's all kind of old stuff all down in the drains and stuff like that from what's clogged up. You washing in it, yeah, yeah. And he ain't every, got no every, choice. Everybody at the prison was catching it. Fuck. Gotta give you some cream and stuff, and yeah. Damn. Gotta take care of it as much as possible, and they don't give you much. Yeah, they gonna give you just enough to. Try to ease your pain because it hurt. <laughs> them cracks in them feet and stuff like that. Yeah, and everybody was catching it. And they yeah. act like it ain't nothing when you go see the nurse. Oh yeah, everybody gets it. Yeah. No empathy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucked what up. It is. That's some bullshit. Yeah, they like ain't our problem. Yeah. yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, shouldn't have came back here, guys. Yeah. Really, that's some bullshit though. You should treat everybody the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fact. You got someone back there that's alright, but for yeah. the most part, yeah. <laughs> you should treat people the way you would want to be yeah, treated, exactly, dog. Facts. Exactly, with class. Yeah. <laughs> and just understand Unless that they disrespect just, you or something. Yeah, and uh, it's like, bro, you okay? You in this situation? You you doing your time? You paying your debt back? Treat me like a human being. The fuck? Yeah, that's why I've been so glad when I came home. Boy, hell yeah, I know you was. Now, what was your plan when you came home? I had ended up uh, my whole plan, like like life plans type. I learned that in order to get some way, you got to already, like, put yourself there, see it. So, I see myself doing amazing things with my artwork. And it's showing at a small level right now, but it's about to, it's going to change because I ain't going to stop. Hell no. I'm about to keep going. You know what I'm saying? This this don't never end. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? This is what I do. Mm Mm-hmm. So, my main thing is what I want to do with everything I got going on, push my art career to the fullest. I want to attack everything dealing with art, period. I don't care if it's designing a house, anything. I'm planning on getting into everything I can with the time that God gives me. You know what I'm saying? As much as I can do, pick up on everything that I can by using this talent, cause I learned that art is everything around you. Your clothes, shoes, glasses. You know, everything that you use, every is designed. 
everything you see, mm-hmm. it started from art. Somebody putting it put together. Put it down. Mm-hmm. So, if I know how to draw and create things, why wouldn't I? I like to create stuff. Yeah. I don't care what it is. You want a real face of a picture, I'm going to do it. You want a real animal, I'm going to do it. I done seen drawings people out here ain't even seen yet and I done did when I was back. They amazing drawings. I can't even, I don't even know where them things at. I did them for people's family and they, wherever they at. In somebody's house. Yeah, they got it hanging up. Yeah. One day they probably see me on TV and be like, that's that boy name on that drawing right there. My, my son gave me from, you know what I'm saying? I did a lot of stuff like that. Amazing drawings and stuff. I wish I could just show people. But yeah. I don't even know where they at. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. And it just really just find the time because I can't really find the time to draw something for myself like I want to because I'm doing it for everybody else. Mm-hmm. So I just take all my artwork and I see myself just clothing line, my tattoo shop. But my top, top thing is that I'm going to do that. Most people probably be shocked about that I want to do with my art skills when I want to get to the top, top where I want to do. I want to do animated cartoons. But that go back to them little devils, nigga. You used to draw them little devils, dog. Hey, man, you need to come like, out with a motherfucking cartoon, cartoon dog. I love my cartoons, yeah. Like anime cartoons, or like yeah. just like South Park or like what type like, of... Like, I want to do like animation like Shrek. Oh, shit. Shit like that. Like Pixar yeah, type I want to work shit. for like Pixar or DreamWorks or something and be helping them do all that stuff. Cause you know, it's a lot of them that do all that stuff. Right. Ain't just one person that's putting all that stuff together. Yeah. They got a whole creative team. They got a whole team of artists mm-hmm. putting all this stuff together, putting this stuff together in a certain time. Mm-hmm. I want to work with them. That's my top thing I really, really want to do because I love cartoons. For real? Yes, I love cartoons. Look at it, she always look crazy. I love cartoons, bro. Bro, that's dope as fuck, though, bro. <laughs> yeah, I watch a cartoon before I watch anything. Really, if I could. Yeah. I sit down and watch the cartoon with my son all the time. Yeah. Dragon Ball Z all day. Yeah, that's my favorite. Dragon Ball Z? Yeah, yeah, my favorite cartoon it is. Yeah, I got him right here on my side. Yeah. Yeah, tatted right there. Goku? Yeah, Goku, you know it. He's a real dude. <laughs> I used to watch Dragon Ball Z back in yeah, the day, yeah, man. Dude. Yeah, because, you know what I'm saying? Just, just. Man, cartoons, like a lot of people, they don't grasp, they just see a cartoon. But if you really look at a cartoon, there's always a message in them. Facts. But people just see something cartoony, but like, yeah, it's for kids and stuff like that, but they're not going to really comprehend a lot of things. They just like it because it's cartoon and they're doing stuff and stuff like that, but they got to speak about something and then you realize some of the things that they're speaking about. You see, they're trying to teach your kids stuff through cartoons. That shit deep, bro. And it's teaching, it can teach you. I done learned things from cartoons. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love the Ninja Turtles. But everybody be like, oh, Ninja Turtles, blah, blah, blah. but it's a group of four brothers going through a struggle, learning who they is as people, as turtles. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're trying to find their way and their path, and they're showing you what it is to have a family and go through things <clears throat> and work through stuff, and you're going to have ups and downs, and you still be there for each other because that's your family. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But people won't really grab hold a lot of stuff like till they really watch something like that because they they're a group of individuals that's going through something. They're different from everybody else. Just like how we could try to take ourselves from out from being a hood person, trying to put ourselves into a better category to be with them, but we feeling abnormal. So we're trying to fit in mm-hmm. as much as possible in order to be able to make it. You know what I'm saying? To mm-hmm. survive. That's mm-hmm. what they're doing. They're surviving. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're surviving. They're, just, they they're, they're playing their part and playing their position what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Something that a lot of people don't do out here. Everybody want to be in everybody else stuff. You know what I'm saying? 
But if they, I bet they sitting there watching this 25 penny, they wouldn't even know that if they sitting there watching watch it. A little cartoon can sit there and teach you that. What you're supposed to be doing as a person, yeah. as an individual. I grabbed hold of stuff like that when I was young, watching it. Yeah. And listen, my mama now. Yeah, that, that bro, <laughs> that shit is crazy. Like, your mom seemed real dope. Like, you know, just a very smart woman, very intellectual, very caring too. You know, it it seemed like she wanted to build a solid foundation for her kids, and to make sure that when she passed on, that you would be straight, that you would be able to find your own way with the jewels that she gave you. That I, shit is crazy, dog. I am so glad you just said that, cause no lie, bro. My mom used to tell me all the time when I was growing up. Bro. She was on the dialysis. and she used to tell me. She said, "Baby, I want you to." Everything that I teach you, I want you to always learn it and grasp hold of it. Because she said, you know, there's going to be a time where, you know, I'm not going to be there. I'm sick. I want to make sure y'all can take care of yourself when I'm gone. Same thing you just said. She used to say that to me all the time. So when my mama passed, it was like, it hit a hard one. You know what I'm saying? Hard Hell one. Yeah. It hit all this hard. Like, even my friends. It was more teenagers at my mama's funeral than anything. The pastor was surprised. Just amazed at, like, how can a woman bring so many kids together? You know, people look at younger people as, you know, we're innocent as much as possible. You know what I'm saying? Because we're still learning things and we can know, like, younger people can know and sense good people. They can. Mm-hmm. People never, kids never forget. They'll forget what you did for them, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Fact. You hit that right on the head. Yeah. You hit that right on the How head. How good is your memory at 10 years old? Yeah. Because y'all remember how a person made you feel. You Facts. You always remember, right. to, as an adult, like, you always remember, like, when you hear that person's name, you just, that feeling to come over you, subconsciously. Like, oh, fuck them. And you might not even know why it's yeah. fuck them, but it's fuck them. Yeah, yeah. So you're not, you're going to stay away from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's right. niggas right now, I see on Facebook, it's smoke in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nigga, you you did some shit to me yeah, in third yeah, grade, yeah, nigga. I, I see you with my mutual friends, nigga. I'm not adding you. You know what I'm saying? But for real, you never forget, no matter how mm-hmm. old you how get. How old you get? Remember how the person made you feel in that situation? You know, that right there makes you not forget about them. Fact. <laughs> Fact. Yeah. So. Wow, man. My mom, she was just. She proud of you, bro. Everybody I talked to, I just want the main thing to say: your mama looking. She proud of you. Everybody I talked to, that's one. They always say my mama name to me. They always tell me that because they remember. And they always remember she always wanted the best for us and love her kids. She loved us to death. Mm-hmm. Just like any mother should. Love their kids to death, which they all mostly do. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, when situations like that happen and I learned so much from my mom and all that stuff happened, it was just, it was just, I want to do what she said she wanted me to do. What she wants you to do? <clears throat> The main thing my mama used to tell me, she said it ain't about, you know what I'm saying, being, she said that's all good, you know what I'm saying, if you a person want to get rich and do this and that and third, but the main thing is enjoy your life, be happy, and be good to other people, treat people how you want to be treated, you know what I'm saying, because she was like, people not going to remember you by all the accomplishments and stuff you got, they'll remember stuff like that, but more than anything that's going to keep it living is a person going to remember what type of person you were when you did and gone more than anything. They're gonna remember what type of person you was. And that does answer it all. Cause I just think about Lindsay O'Brother T Mac. R.I.P. 
Love, bro. I still talk about brother today all the time. I told plenty of people about him. I don't even know nothing about him. People still talk about him today. Because he was a good dude. He was a good dude. And people still talk about him because of that. It ain't because of all the gangster stuff he did and stuff like that. That ain't the stuff that people going to really always talk about. They'll talk about it. But more than anything, they're going to talk about the things that he used to do for people and the good heart that he had. He actually had a good heart. So... That there's enough confirmation for me to the nailing and watching that happen and a couple years later watch my mama pass and people still talk about it in the day and I could post a picture of my mama right now and get like 200 likes on it. And I ain't even got 5,000 friends on my Facebook. I ain't even got 2,000 because I pick and choose who I want to on my page. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I really, I really hold on to that when she told me that. It was like, you know, people going to remember what type of person you is when you're dead and gone and that, that's true. You can accomplish anything you want to. Look at Donald Trump. People can't stand Donald Trump. Highest seat in the house. And you know what people going to say about him when he dead and gone? A lot of people going to talk shit about him. Even though he did a lot of good things. But they they just looking at his attitude and how he acting shit. Mm-hmm. People don't like it. A lot of people say he's an asshole. Yeah, Most people, people who like interact him. with him say he's an asshole. I mean, I ain't mad at him. Do your thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you need an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Somebody got them tighten other motherfuckers up when they got they ain't doing what the fuck they supposed to. Mm-hmm. Who knows what the hell's going on up in the White House? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you know, I don't condone to that, and I don't, I don't like, I don't like it. But you know, each is on. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. You in the seat. That's you. But you know, when he's gone, you know, a lot of people all they gonna remember him as is you know that mostly a lot of craziness and stuff going on. But I don't want to be remembered like that. So I, I grasp hold of that. So that's why I take most of my talent and I try to serve others. Because I know, you know what I'm saying, this is some of the most things that people come to me for. But if I can give it to them and that can turn into other things too, you know what I'm saying, I'm with it. So I try to just be the best person I can so people always remember me. You know what I'm saying? So they remember me, you know what I'm saying? Because when people start talking about you, you know, you, you got people like Martin Luther King, you know, walking example. He's dead and gone. They're still talking about him today. He, he been gone. Facts. People that, Harriet Tubman, all that, because the type of person they was. Right. They help people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So why wouldn't you do that if you see that and you know that? I always tell people that. If you know you about to, if you know something, and you can sit here and probably like, this is going to happen and this is going to happen, either something good or bad. If you feel like this is going to happen, now, as I was saying, why are you still going to do it? Or let somebody else bump their yeah, head and go t- through it. Yeah, do it. Like, you see the trajectory. Mm-hmm. I done been there. You can hope for the best, but now that I'm saying, it's going to come out the way that you're most predicting it. Yeah. But people are just shy past that, you know what I'm saying, and just hope for the best and stuff like that. But the way I look at life now, you know what I'm saying, you got... One mistake could be your last. It could cost you everything. It almost cost me everything. It almost did. Mm-hmm. Are you grateful to have went through that, bro? Yes, I am. <laughs> I ain't lying. I am grateful I went through it. Wow. Yeah, I am. I need to sit my ass down for a second. I needed that shit. I Even the time it. you lost. Even the time I lost. I needed that shit. Cause it t- it was it was gonna take that much time to do it. I could be 
doing the same thing. You know, some people don't realize how much wrong they're doing until they're like 50, 60 years old and then they realize they're wasted their fucking life. Before they realize what the hell going on, they grasp and be like, some people just grasp a little sooner. But I always tell people, experience is a great teacher in life. You got to go through some things just to know it. My dad used to say that shit to me all the fucking time when I was growing up. You got to go through it. You, you, I can tell you, but you, you got to go through some things sometimes to got to learn from it. Y'all, y'all getting up the age when we start turning like 15, we out here feeling ourselves. I can't really do much with you. I can just give you good advice and hope you, 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 you go the best way. That's how my dad is once we got older. He did his job already. We, we about grown. You know what I'm saying? He done did his job and did what he was supposed to. He actually took care of us and was always there. He never left us. <laughs> so I just remember all that. You know what I'm saying? Remembering all that. And, and I'm glad I did go through that. And I am kind of not glad. I didn't. Only thing that I missed more than anything when I went through that was that I watched my little brothers and my, my godsons and all of them, they grow up. Seeing the change, they've been in second grade when I come out when I was locked up, and my nephew's in college now, and I just came home. He was in second grade when I got locked up. Yeah. Now he's in college, taller than me. You know what I'm saying? I'm just yeah. like coming home to all that and seeing all that, and that's yeah. one of the main things that hurt me and starting to hear about like people falling out with each other. You could have been there to save the relationship. Cause I like, I used to get picked at in prison sometimes for some people and they like the bad ass was when I always cause trouble all the time. Yeah. Said, you always trying to be a damn peacemaker. I said, no, you just trying to be stupid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, it ain't about. I'm like, I'm not about to sit there and let you go. If I say I deal with you, I'm about to sit there and watch you crash the hell out. You know what I'm saying? When I see you about to crash, if I really deal with you, I just hope I ain't gonna force you, but I just hope you listen to what it is that I'm saying. I ain't trying to save somebody. Yeah, he might have did something wrong, but that don't mean you go stab his ass up. It ain't that damn serious. Right, and then get you know more time than you already got. Body in here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? More I'm time like, you than you think got. about that shit, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what, he, he bumped into you? Oh, you feel like he skipped you in the microwave? And like, it's really, really dumb shit, though, that niggas really fall out back there about and the crash about it. I done seen these people catch a murder case behind a $2 sausage. That's just people just not thinking. Just being realist. Don't, 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 don't let them put you in a situation where, with how they want you to think. And that's a $2 sausage, cuz. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I give you that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't get yourself, you know what I'm saying? And... Some people they don't like that because they just want to see chaos and shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's the principle. Yeah, it's the principle. What niggas love to say it's the principle. Mm-hmm. Let me know what the fuck the principle means. Yeah, you know. Like watch the principle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man, you stupid, yeah, man. Yeah, you got to think smarter than that, man. There's way more better things to do than just to indulge yourself into some ignorant stuff when you ain't even got to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It ain't even about being feeling like you saw. Some people uh, put themselves in a what, what, what is the word I say? Um, they are, uh, they'll let where they at dictate their actions. People Lord, you act got, different in different situations. Dog, you got to write a book one day, dog. Facts, dog. Like, you full of wisdom, bro. Appreciate like, that, on bro. some real shit, my nigga. Like, a lot of the shit you said today, dog, I'm going to apply that shit to my life. Facts. And that's on everything I love. That's what it is. And I appreciate I love to know that I can give something to somebody that's going, I know they're going to do something with it. Dog, for no bullshit, dog. Like, I'm going to apply shit that you told me today, dog, to my life. I learned from you today. I'm always learning. Hey, a person can never know everything. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm honored to say you learn from me because I'm learning yeah. from you, bro. Yeah. Just your attitude, bro, and, and, and your level of confidence and, and, and how humble you are, bro, and how full of wisdom you are, bro. Appreciate you know what I'm saying? You got a good soul, bro. Like, you know, I see why you were so respected back in the day before you, you know what I'm saying, did your time and shit like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Because, like you say, niggas, remember the niggas ain't going to remember the gangster shit you did. They're not going to talk about that forever. But it's how you made people feel, I'd imagine. How good of a dude you were, how loyal you were and stuff like that. I see why you were so respected back then and why you so respected now, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I learned Appreciate a lot from you, dog, during this interview, bro. For real, for real, Appreciate man. that, bro. I'm Word. really, I'm proud of you, man. man. Word, man. I'm proud of I'm you, dog. Pulled up on me too, man. Yeah, I man. Really I appreciate it. I, I thank man, you for doing it, bro. Thank you for doing it, bro. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I, Especially I, if I can help out too. Yeah, yeah. I love to give niggas <laughs> their roses, man, while they can smell them, dog. Yeah. Facts. You don't want a nigga to blow up. Yeah. And then you be like, man, I, I fucked with that nigga, man. That nigga came <laughs> home from prison, man. That nigga was a woo woo woo. Like, no, yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Get at, you, if you see something in somebody, why not? Why not, bro? Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Somebody right. got to get... So, bro, life and opportunity... What, what, what Nipsey Hussle say? This is where opportunity meets preparation. That's, that's how it go, bro. Nipsey opportunity meets dude. preparation, bro. That's where success come from. Oppo that's where success come from. Opportunity and preparation. Being yep, prepared. Right. Putting prepare. in your work. You got to prepare. Yeah. You, you got to get. prepare. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't get nowhere yeah. by yourself, bro. Yeah. Like your mom and them used to say, take a village. Yeah. Got you say, take a village to raise a child or something yeah. like that. Yeah, like, bro. That's how the little saying go. Yeah. I know yeah. Exactly you take a village about. to right. raise a child, bro. Like, you it takes a village right. to help you come up. Like, your career and your businesses and all. That's like a child. You nurture it. You build it from the ground yep, up. you gotta build it. Take a village. Like, mm -hmm. you need help. Yep, you know, you to. need help. Yeah, like, got shit. To. Uber and Skype and all of these businesses, they got investors. Them niggas didn't... Do that on their own. Hell fucking no. You gonna need help when you're trying to do something Facts. so big. You gonna you, need help. It you gotta go to... You gotta get the money from somewhere, I say dog. it all the time, ain't it? You gonna need help you going on to. the way. Uh-huh. So don't act like you don't. Yeah. <laughs> I help every day. Fact. I tell you all the time. I said, sure, I need help. I tell brother all the time, bro, you want to help with my clothing line? Yeah. I ask him all the time. I'm about to start it off. Yeah. I need some help. I'm going to give you opportunity. Sure, and just hope for the best. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to do what I got to do. Mm-hmm. You're going to put in that work. Yeah. You don't do what you got to do. I'm just going to cut you off. Fact. <laughs> when, you drop your, when you drop your clothing line, bro. You I know, I'm going to wear it on... I'm come on, man. Nice stuff, man. Man, listen, man. <laughs> Whatever you got, nigga, I'm wearing that shit, man. I, I, I support stuff, man. I support anybody doing some dope shit, bro. And and I know where you come from, dog. Like, I know Alo from way back. back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> Ten years ago, Alo. When yeah. I heard you was... I was like, that don't even surprise me. Like, I know Alo. Yeah. You know, I know, bro. Like, he... About that shit for real, for real. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Don't let the glasses <laughs> and the wisdom yeah, fool you, yeah. dog. I'm telling you, man. You know this nigga changed his life and shit. Yeah, but man, yeah. listen, dog. This nigga yeah, changed really, his life, really, man. Really was on that stupid stuff back then. Yeah, yeah I sure was too. <laughs> yeah, and it, 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 something like that will never leave you, but you just you just get yourself away from it as much as possible. So you mm -hmm. won't have to be that type of person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you just got to do it. I'm learning. We still learning. We all, bro. We learning every yeah. fucking day, man. Every day, every day, though I'm learning too. I'm learning from you. That's why I do these interviews, man. I learn from like I literally enjoy this conversation, bro. That's what like, it is, man. She looks. I you learned too. a lot about him too, huh? <laughs> yeah, I learned every day. 
Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it, yeah, man. Thanks yeah. again, bro. No problem, bro. Thanks, man. Yeah. Where can the people find you if they want to get some work done, like some drawings, tattoos, or any of your um artistic abilities? This man gonna build houses and shit one day, man. Yeah, he can yeah. Build architect and shit. <laughs> Try to be, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Facebook. Um, my name Alo Tuck on a. My Instagram is Alo underscore N underscore Fee underscore I am Art, and my cell phone number is eight zero three. 908-6995 Hit me up I do appointments Set you up And get you right Thanks Will you travel too? Travel and all I'll be going to Virginia And everything Yes sir Yes sir And he's married ladies Yes he is Yes Do not Do not That's his wife <laughs> Yes he's married ladies So You know Don't try nothing you know, don't try nothing. Yeah, she's crazy too. Yeah. <laughs> she is. Yeah, right. She is. She, yeah, she's crazy. Yeah, very. That's why she's behind the scenes. Right? Muddy waters, we out. Yeah.